Human design is a system that mixes a few different modalities to explain how energetically or how people are designed to interact with the universe energetically. Um, it's kind of like looking at a manual of a video game character and how they interact with the matrix around them. I'm an insane, sexual, shadow witch, and my name is Lacey Free, and I'm the fucking host of Horrorpod. Welcome to Horpod. Today I'm with the beautiful, magnificent, mystic artist, energy reader, God, P the Fairy. And if you haven't gotten a reading from P the Fairy, she does human design readings and they are fucking amazing and perhaps life-changing. This summer, I found out I was a projector, and just understanding how energy works and where I get got my energy from, and just having that confirmation was so healing for me as a projector, because I've always felt so different, and I've always felt like I can only focus on one person at a time, or one energy at a time, and that I go so deep into it, but it's hard for me to do multiple things with multiple people for multiple hours. So I loved that about being a projector. And most recently, I was lucky enough to have P call me and give me a human design reader that went even deeper. And yeah, I want to share that with you guys because it's mind-blowing. Hi, P. Hi. <laughs> How are you feeling? I am feeling, if if I could name it in a, motion, in a word, it would be called arriving. That's what Whoa. I feel like. I feel like I'm arriving into my body today. There's been so much talk. Like I know Jess has been talking a lot about us leaving our bodies and getting new bodies and that she's kind of experiencing that right now. Yeah, I'm really interested in this whole, like, getting new bodies thing. Yeah, that's weird that you say that, because I went to my chiropractor um, yesterday, and um, she was just telling me, she's also a Virgo. I like going to Virgos for um, anything that has to do with my body, um, but she was talking about some things that my, my bones were doing, Um the last time I was there and like, I didn't identify with the things that were happening the last time I was there anymore. And I don't know. I feel like I 
just got introduced, reintroduced to my body a little bit with that chiropractor session. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. One message that keeps coming in really loud to me the last few days is, and I know this is like, if you know stuff about health, it's probably like a duh message, but mucus and that we have so much stored mucus within our bodies. And I see as it as like clogging our system and affecting the downloads we're receiving. And when we clear the mucus, it's like easier, for lack of better words, to connect to the higher source. And one way to get rid of mucus that I've been playing with is waking up in the morning on an empty stomach and drinking a whole lime. So cutting up a whole lime and squeezing it. <laughs> and squeezing it into warm water and then drinking it before you drink anything else. It helps flush the mucus and alkalize the body. But another thing I do right after that that isn't as fun as the lime, because lime can be fun, but I take a piece of garlic, like a whole clove, and eat it raw. Yes. Oh, and it's so wild with the garlic when you eat it raw. And I, I'm interested to see if other people notice this in their body. But what I notice with the garlic is I can feel it going to the place that it needs to go. Where because garlic um, is antibacterial, so it if feels you have like it's burning things in the body, and if you can feel it moving down and like burning as it goes, yeah. I I like last year I went through a phase where I was like really into mucus. <laughs> um, yeah. I was eating a lot of garlic, and I totally <laughs> right forgot. There. And I didn't think about it until this year or like until just now. And I've been having weird congestion for weeks, and um, I can. I've been like cutting cords in my mind because I have an open head, open Anya in human design. And so like when when I collect too many of like people's thoughts or doubts or things like that, like my head gets like full. Um, and so I like practice cutting cords in my mind to like release people's stuff. Um, and I was doing that, but there's still mucus and like that congestion was still in my like sinuses. So now I'm like, oh, it's time for me to clear out like all of it like this is and and I totally forgot about that so I'm so happy that you talked about this I it's the timing is insane yeah I noticed like last night I did the garlic in the body and it like I could feel it going down into my stomach and kind of firing up the digestion and then I did it this morning and it was wild like I put it in my throat and then I could feel it going down my throat and then up my left ear and like into my ear and inner ear space. And I'm wow. like, oh shit, I must have bacteria in my ear. And it's the left ear and the left. So, so yes, I think I have some like bacteria or some sort of stuff, got mucus coming on in my lymphatic system. But then I'm like, okay, so it's the left ear. The left is connected to the divine feminine. The divine feminine is connected to the mother wound. And the inner ear is connected to like what we hear from the feminine or what we hear about the feminine. And I'm like, oh, shit, that totally resonates with what's going on in my life right now, because I think our ears get affected by what we hear about different 
energies, like the masculine or the feminine. No, that's that's very interesting. What are some of your... I really want to talk to you about human design, and I want to talk to you regarding sex and human design. But first, I just want to get some of your thoughts. Like, And these are big general questions, so it's okay if you don't feel like there's no such thing as a right answer in this. But what are your kind of beliefs about what's happening with the world right now in COVID and lockdowns? Hmm. Beliefs about the world. I'm like constantly shifting with my understanding and beliefs of reality. It's in flux all the time. I can feel a part of me be like COVID is just um, a completely random event and it is wreaking havoc on the planet then I can also see a perspective that's like, oh, COVID is a manifestation of collective fear. And depending on the vibration of fear that you're feeling in reality right now, certain circumstances might hit you. Whatever you're most afraid of is probably going to pop up um, during this time because of the amount of collective fear that's present. And then the last version of me is like, I'm in this bubble where like when I don't believe in something or when I don't and not to say they don't care, but when I don't pay attention to something, it doesn't exist. And for me, I'm not afraid of COVID, which I know is a privileged stance because I'm young and seemingly healthy, although I have random health issues. I don't actually always know what's going on in my body, to be honest. But I'm also just choosing not to be worried about COVID, which I don't know, maybe not be the most logical thing, but whenever things get overwhelming, I just decide not to care. And so um, I just turned off part of my caring about what COVID, what's happening with COVID and also even lockdowns. I'm like, wherever I am, if I need to go to the store, the store will be open. And and if like, I don't know, I, I just, I'm like my, my own little bubble is always going to work or where I live, which is a thing that's worked for me for my whole life. So totally. And I love what you're saying about like, collective fear and that since there's there's so many of us pointing our perception towards fear and not even necessarily by our own conscious choice but it's like happening in some ways right now so then other fear starts manifesting I've definitely seen some of my fears come like right in my face and I'm like fuck now I have to deal with this I thought it was gonna be good now But I think, like, fear is information. Fear is data. And I think even when the fear pops up, it's like, oh, okay, now I can get to the next level of the video game. Oh, okay, this fear shows up. Oh, it's not as scary as I thought it was. Mm -hmm. And you said it was a privileged statement to, like, kind of be in your own bubble with COVID. But I think that's how I see you as a healer. You're a creator and you're a healer. But as a healer, as a mystic, you have to be in your own bubble. I don't even see it necessarily as a privilege. It's sort of like your organic duty. Not to say you have – I hate the word duty, number one. (laughs) But like you're like – like I was talking to my friend who's a midwife about COVID and she's like, look, I – I'm an underground midwife. I put myself in fucking physical risk every day, whether it's sickness or violence or the law. Like, this is just what I signed up for. 
And in other ways, she's just like puts herself in a bubble where she just doesn't feed into people's fear about it or concerns or even engage exactly. in conversation. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't also like want to hate on people who are in that fear state because that fear state is teaching them something too. Yeah. And it makes sense when you look at everything that is out in public, of course, terror makes sense and even on like people who don't believe that COVID is a thing or that it's like a conspiracy of course they're afraid based off of the experience that they're having and the media that they're, con that they're consuming and their realities are true in their bubbles and so I don't condemn anyone's fear I just rather not participate and I don't want other people to try to make me afraid that's when yeah. I the, the scary Scorpio side comes out <laughs> um, and uh yeah. Yeah. Well, tell us about human design. Like, I feel like human design, maybe it's just my own bias, but like, it just seems like it's blossoming now more than mm -hmm. ever. And it's just, it's resonating with so many people. So can you give us a general overview of what human design is? Yes. Human design is a system that mixes a few, um, different modalities to explain how energetically um, or how people are designed to interact with the universe energetically. Um, it's kind of like looking at a manual of um, a video game character and how they interact with the uh, matrix around them. Oh, that's, that's so I cool. I never thought about it, like how this video game character interacts with the Matrix. So can you tell us a little bit? So there's projectors, mm -hmm. manifesting generators, generators, and reflectors. Yes. And manifestors. And manifestors. So can you give us just like a brief overview of what each of those are? Yes, I'll start with manifestors first because they're the oldest. Um, and say they're they're the oldest because manifestors energetically are the beings in charge of bringing energy into a void. Um, they are able to at will take these desires from the collective and turn it into something that needs to exist. When they speak, their voice creates space for that thing to exist. Um, and so manifestors are here to initiate and take action in reality. Um, they're the ones who kind of created the civilizations that we live in now. Um, they used to be like the rulers and the kings and queens of places um, because of their vision for what should exist. Um, then I'll talk about generators because generators used to be the assistants to the manifestors because generators have the ability to take those sparks of life that manifestors bring into the void and make them sustainable. Generators sustain life force energy continuously. Unless they're sleeping, then it chills out for a while. But when they wake up, life force energy is moving through them. They're like a vessel. So generators' job is not to initiate in reality. They are here to respond to what exists out in the world, anything that they can perceive with their five senses, and consume that for energy and push it out for um, energy to so that other beings can um, utilize life force energy. And then um, I'll talk about manifesting generators because they are the quantum siblings of the manifestors and generators. Um, some people would say they're a subtype of generator. 
I think they're kind of their own type a little bit because manifesting generators have um, a little bit of a different job than the generators. They still intake and output energy. Um, it's just that they also have the connection to the creative urges that manifestors get to like create a new thing. However, because generators are not Sorry, manifesting generators are still generators. They can't just create from the void. Um, it, they have to respond to their environment. And then within that environment, they can pivot to a new thing at any given moment, just suddenly go somewhere else. But it has to be in response. They tend to move really fast and they don't stick to things for a very long time because they're a lot like manifestors um, in that they kind of get bored with things because um, I call them like realities floaters um i don't know if you know like a, a bank floater is my mom used to be a bank floater and the you would have different branches who would uh need to have a person do a particular job so my mom had, my mom could do a couple things like a, different things and they would call her to different locations in miami to float around and uh do these different jobs and so i see that for manifesting generators that they're here to like ping pong between events and things um, whenever, wherever the universe needs them. So they have to be able to drop everything and then move really fast. Then we have projectors. Um, well, I'll talk about, actually, I'll talk about reflectors first because reflectors were also here before projectors. Um, reflectors were the barometers for reality. Reflectors are able to reflect very clearly back to people what they are experiencing and they also reflect back the nature of the environment that a person is in they're a good reflection of the collective energy but more than likely they're going to be reflecting the people who are closest to them and showing people themselves and seeing the potential realities for people and then lastly projectors projectors started being born in the late 17 something 17 like 80 or something. And it was in response to manifestors and generators um, having a change in relationship. Manifestors started to kind of not be born as much because we had societies and civilizations that we could live in. And generators were kind of like, okay, um, we live in response. So like, what do we do? Because we've been told what to do for eternities. Um, and now we have all this power Huh? Um, and so projectors are here to be like, oh, okay, well, these systems already exist. I can kind of see the blueprint of how energetics work in reality. And if you utilize your energy in this way, you can be sufficient. Like you don't really need anyone telling you what to do exactly, but like this is how you can use your energy so that you don't burn out or so that you are actually creating and being in alignment and um, making everything work out smoothly for all of us. Um, so the projectors are really here to help the generators mainly to function optimally and efficiently. Projectors are very insightful. They come into reality very wise. But the thing about the insight is that it requires a penetrative aura. Um, and so projectors penetrate into an individual and then read what it is that is necessary for them to use their energy efficiently and it requires consent because it's penetration that's happening of someone else's energy and so that's where projectors like have to have the invitations before interacting with people one-on-one -on -one or giving out advice uh really or trying to tell people how to use their energy correctly there's so much to it even beyond the profiles right yes yes but there's so much <laughs> There's so much. That's why people should get a reading with you. And you're so wise around it, but you, you didn't get like certified or anything, did you? No, mm -mm, I did not. And you could probably, if, if another reader was to look at my chart, they could probably see quickly why I didn't get certified. Um, yeah. What about your chart exemplifies that? 
I'd say the first thing is that I'm a 5-2 profile. Fives do come into reality kind of wise. They just see things in a bit of a different way because they're a transitory type. But also I have a second line and second lines are... They, I feel weird saying it sometimes, but they are natural geniuses, meaning that they just like pick up on information without having to like read or uh, like not read, but have to intake for super long. Um, they probably should limit the amount of intake that they're doing or learning from other people that they're doing because they're meant to discover information um, in their isolation. My sun placement is in the gate one, and that is the gate of like the new I do everything that I do has to be new. I like new. I just want, I'm always thinking about the future or the next thing. Um, If something is, or something already exists, it's too old for me. Um, And so learning from people for too long, is just like, okay, like this is archaic and it doesn't even exist anymore. What you're saying, we have to do this in a different way. Uh, And I've dropped out of every sort of schooling (laughs) that I've tried for that very reason. I love that. And the reason I pointed it out that you haven't been certified is because you carry so much knowledge of it. And I think that we, like, especially as Americans, have gotten ourselves fucked up by thinking we need to pay an exorbitant amount of money to be certified or trained or to read a like I talk to witches all the time and they're like, well, I don't think I'm like magic because I haven't read these like magic books. And I'm like, no, it's within you. Like what you're supposed to be, the codes are already inside you and you can just go deep and dig within. And the deeper you dig, the more codes there are. And it's like nice to have support. It's nice to have encouragement of teachers, but really like we are the teacher. Like you are the teacher. So I just love that you like boldly say that because I've had people call me and they're trying to figure out how to get certified in human design. I'm just like, it's in you. Yeah. And I'm like, the human design was channeled by one man, by a manifester. Um, And I'm like, well, okay, if he channeled it, why can't I hear what he heard? I don't understand. Um, And that happens often where I'll just know, I'll look at a number and I'm like, oh, I know what that means. I don't know why I know what that means, but it's, uh, I don't know. It's just, it happens. Um, (laughs) And I I still do have imposter syndrome pop up because like I see all these readers and I'm like, oh, they, they know all of this like detailed information. Um, and I'm not someone who sees things in a very detailed way. I see things very abstractly. I like, I, I get like images for certain gates rather than having words to describe a gate, which sometimes it, it doesn't cause a problem in readings, but it takes me a second to like translate what I'm seeing. But I'm just learning to trust myself because I'm also someone who I find comes to solutions really fast because I don't think about details. I'm like, okay, well, you could do all this, but then you could just do that. And that would also solve the problem. Um, and so I'm learning to be fine with it every day. It makes my life fun. I love that you see abstractly. And I think we need more of that. And I love that you have such a strong voice in your abstract thinking. You say you don't have words for it, but I hear your words for it all the time. And even a lot of <laughs> even a lot of your art has words, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's been fun. Yeah, tell me tell me about your art. 
Oh, my art, it transforms with me. It's me. And lately I've been putting words on my art, which I wanted to do in the beginning of when I started making art. But then I looked at other people's art and I'm like, P art doesn't have words on it. If it was art, it wouldn't have words. And that took me years to like get over. And then I realized like, I like sentences, like short sentences hit me really hard and I want them to also hit other people really hard. And I feel like having a visual with a short sentence, I feel like I'm like shooting them in their chest with knowledge um, as fast as I can. <laughs> um, I love and so that's that. I try to do it that way. That feels so good and so true. <laughs> that's so cool. I I feel like you're very much a poet. Yeah. <laughs> I really do. And even how you talk sometimes, I'm like, oh, shit, that's so poetic. I love you. <laughs> sometimes I feel like it must be weird, like, for people listening. But, like, I'm so excited about the gods, like, being awake and just fully being themselves that I feel like I just want to, like, shower certain gods in love. And, Thank like, you. and sometimes people think, oh, we should only shower people who are like lacking love. And it's like, no, like, I think we look at love in such a way of lack when it's like, no, that, that like, sometimes we think we should only give compliments when people say shitty things about themselves. I like even get in that habit, you know? And then, and then I see some people not complimenting the person who's like shining bright, you know? Cause they're like, oh, they already know they're great. And I'm like, Pete's just fucking great. And is exemplifying that and knows it in a lot of ways. But, like, we should still shower the gods in love. It, it helps sense. me. Definitely helps me. Because I have def there's I have a lot of darkness in me. It's And I'm okay with it. But receiving love is helpful for that. Because uh, what's inside sometimes wants to completely destroy me. And it's, it's a thing that happens. But hearing other people does help. Yeah. What does your darkness look like? It is of if you could make void out of liquid that and it wants to suck me in sometimes and be with me forever because it loves me. Um, but it doesn't want me to be alive like it. It wants to like suffocate me. It never wants me to leave. That's what it feels like. Yeah. Do you feel like sometimes that that darkness might show up? Like, when does that darkness show up is my question. Definitely on trips. <laughs> for sure on trips, but it's been with me for a long time as a child. I think uh, one day I realized, like, oh, wait, this planet is not safe. Like, I was like, this place is fucked up. This is fucked up. <laughs> and um, I, I think at that point I, like, took the darkness as a shield um and this it's a very scorpionic thing but like my friend used to say that like I lived in two worlds at one time she's like you live in like this spirit world you live in the real world at the same time and it's very weird but there would be this space of like death that I occupy and kind of feeling like I'm always dying that um exists and it's to almost like protect me from fully dying. Um, I don't know. I wish I could. Yeah. <laughs> this is the, th the weird word thing that I like. I don't know how to communicate. No, I think stuff, you're but... communicating it so well. And I could be wrong, but the way I see it is 
you're constantly new, right? New, newness, yes, yes. new information, new art, new visions, new portals. The only way we can have new in life, from my opinion, is if we constantly die, if there's that constant death. So I see this like this this looming void you're talking about as one of your shadows. But I see our shadows as part of our army. Our shadows are just here to help us be exactly who we are. And this looming death is one of your shadows so that it can pull you in, give you rest, let you die, let you see the darkness so that you can come out new again, reborn, reborn. That's what keeps happening, <laughs> um, which is why I'm I'm good at sitting with the darkness. But it is nice to receive light from other people who aren't me because I'm always giving myself the light. And it's it's nice, especially when a projector does it. It's like, <sighs> it's like I got like got to like get up for air for a little bit. And then it's like, all right, we're going to get back down in there for. Um, I have yeah. such an urge to tell you about uh, have you ever done cupping like Chinese cupping? Yeah, I got it yesterday. Oh, my really? back is bruised. <laughs> That's awesome. I want to so I have cupping marks on my chest right now. And you can just like I feel like maybe you should try cupping your own chest if it resonates. Uh. Especially if you're like worried about mucus and I feel like you hold on to a lot in your heart center. Like it might be mm. a little tight around there. And it's so easy just to do by yourself. You I would only do one side by yourself, like at a time, but you can rub grapeseed oil or almond oil and then just make sure you don't go over your heart areas and don't leave it on longer than 10 or 15 minutes. Cupping is just cups you can just buy on the internet. And I don't know, I think we have to take into our hands of being our own healers, like still reaching out for support. But something happened when I cupped my heart space above my chest. So like right below my collarbone, you don't want to do it over the heart, but right above my collarbone, I was like, oh, all these muscles are holding my heart up. And like, and when do we get massages around our collarbone and in our breast? Breast massages are also like super valuable. And it has so much to do with the light. So like creation light, healer light, so much of it does come from the heart chakra so like rubbing it is fucking dope but thank you for that <laughs> yeah um Virgos but... are so cool <laughs> love you guys and projectors <laughs> thanks <laughs> I feel like I must be so annoying to like be in any sort of relationship with because I'm just constantly trying to learn how to like make things better but that's that in a way can be like a toxic trait because you're not sitting in with what is. And and I know in my human design, I'm like the the right cross of Eden or the right angle of Eden. Is, am I saying that right? Yeah. I think right angle cross of Eden, I think three or I can't remember which one you are, but right angle cross of Eden overall. Yeah. So I'm just like constantly searching for Eden and like Mm. wanting Eden which some people are like, can we just not move the furniture around today? Can we, like, <laughs> can we just, do we have to like cup today? I also, re- I recently purchased um, coffee enemas to like do at home. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, I know I haven't actually done it yet. It's really weird to like, 
have a partner you're like sexual with and then also be like, hey, do you want to help me with that enema? (laughs) Please. (laughs) So that's what it's like being with a Virgo and a Virgo. (laughs) That's so funny. No, it um it makes my I have I'm a Virgo moon, Virgo rising and um just I have like a bunch of mercury placed like third house shit going on. But anyway, so with my partner, I like talk about bowel movements a lot and he's he gets so he's a Virgo moon too, but like Pisces with a Virgo moon Gemini rising. Um and he's so annoyed by my obsession with like <laughs> like and digesting things is crazy to me. I don't know. I get very I into think, that. Yeah. <laughs> like our digestion shows how we're like digesting the inputs of the matrix, the world, our environment. So like our digestion has so much information and it takes place in our stomach, which is our intuition. So it's like, I also cut my stomach. Cup your stomach. It's wild. Ooh. Yeah, like around your belly button in your room space. I hate it. It hurts really bad for me. It doesn't hurt everyone, but I have stuff going on there. I have a lot of stagnation. Me too, and I say girl, which is you would you would think I don't, but I f- sure do. I also have to say I'm not a doctor, so only do it resonates. Even though I'm throwing a bunch of shit out there as if I'm a doctor, I'm not. I just. I do research and I talk to my own body. So everyone has to just talk to their own body to see what works for them. Um, So with human design, do you feel like certain profiles are better in certain relationships? Like is a projector good with a projector? Is that not good? Um, Any type can be with any type. It's just a matter of knowing yourself truly because when you are being yourself, the person you're with will accept that. There are certain, like, I would look at your partner's energy and just see how you can let them be themselves and respect your space with their space. But I don't think that certain types shouldn't be with certain types or that certain profiles shouldn't be with certain profiles. It's just like, know your chart, know your partner's chart and let them be them their chart. Yeah. So how do you feel about sex magic? I love it. I think that's fantastic. The way that I practice any ritual or magic is a very, like, I don't know if chaos magic would be the right thing for it, but I don't do any actual, like, rituals that people write down to say to do. I just, like, I'm like, this feels like I'm doing a thing, so I'm doing that. And so that's what sex works like for me sometimes, where like I'll feel a moment where I'm like, oh, there's something very energetic happening. I should just lean into that really hard. And then I lean into that, and it becomes something else. Yeah, that's beautiful. I like what you said about it not having to be written down. Sometimes people like uh, send me messages, and they're like, can you give me the exact spell for this? And I'm like, no, <laughs> because like there are certain spells I like to go to that are written down. But if you, specifically if you really need um, a certain spell, uh, tap into it in yourself. But I actually, as I was saying that, I'm like, oh, I'm being so inauthentic right now because in my readings, I give people spells all the time because I yeah. think I feel like we're but I have 
that feels different to me because it feels like we're channeling together and we're sort of co-creating together and then the spell shows up. Exactly. That's the thing though, because they are resonating with you and maybe if they tried to come up with the spell on their own, they wouldn't have believed it and it wouldn't have worked. But because they have this trust in your projectorness and your Virgo-ness, that is allowing the space to be able to receive that wisdom from you. And like, so I, that's why I want everyone to know their charts. Because for me, I know in my chart that like, I'm not good at like listening to directions, but there are some people who like benefit deeply from hearing directions. It's where it's their path of least resistance. But me being told exactly what to do, my brain's like, no. But that's also a part of my incarnation cross where I like reject things immediately. And I'm like, there's another way to do that. Um, totally. So like even when you were talking about cupping, my brain was like, oh, I, I understand the idea behind that. I'm going to do the underneath thing, not the cupping, but like there's something underneath it that I'm going to do. Totally. Yeah. And sometimes people like because I, I, I love resources and I got trained as a du- birth doula. And the first thing they told us is that you're just there for, like, resources. You're not Mm. supposed to be the doctor. You're not – I have a real issue with people who are like, I need to give my voice to the birthing person. I need to be their advocate, their voice. It's like, no, people have their own fucking voices. Like, let them use your voice. You don't need to be the voice. But what you can do is just have a shit ton of resources, like – essential oils or different lighting and music or washcloths or like rubbing their feet. Like there's different things you can do to bring resources in. Like I'll have a list of like other midwives or doctors, like if they're not feeling good with their doctor or just different numbers they can call or different items they can use or resources for breastfeeding. And it's like, I love to just come with all the resources and then people just take what they want and then leave. Like, I don't care if you're you, I don't care if you're using the spell. I'm just here to give you resources in case you want to play with it. Cause it's all just playing anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, that's why I love, cause like this, when I went to my chiropractor, she gave me, I thought maybe she's a projector too, but she gave me like all of these possibilities. She's like, you do this stretch, you do this stretch, you do this stretch, you take this tea, this oil. And I'm like, yes, I I like, like having those alternatives because when I read it, I'm like, oh, I get the energy of what you're going for. And maybe these specific like things will work for certain people who need those specific examples. But I also understand the gist of what you are giving me a recommendation for so I love that it's great for me because I can like just like take out what yeah I need. totally I think we all just need our own magical tool belts full yeah. of whatever works for us in the moment and sometimes it's people yeah it's true it's really true so with human design how do you feel like it affects who we are sexually mm. So I'll just go through the types first. Um, Start with manifestors and projectors. So the first thing is that in reflectors, they are non-sacral beings. And so they will be conditioned sexually by generators' beliefs, or not even beliefs, but the way that generators use their sacral, non-sacral beings get conditioned by it. And so 
consistency in sexuality or even sexual expression is not something that I would um, expect with projectors, manifestors, and reflectors. It's very flexible and changing, and sexuality is going to change quite a bit. Also, it can it can change a lot with some generators depending on like their de- their if they're like a split definition or a triple split. Um, sometimes there might be days where they're not as connected with their sacral, but I'll go, I'll talk about manifestors first. Manifestors are very used to being in charge. Um, If they're living in alignment and being their non-conditioned manifestor self, they're used to being like, I want that, I'm going to go get it, Um, which is totally fine. But when it comes to sex, generators have literally more life force power in their body than a manifestor. And so there will be times when the manifestor kind of has to allow for that generator to be like the sacral power source, um, which can be manifestors are like, "Mm, this feels like relinquishing control. I don't know how I feel about that. And so that's the first, that's one thing I'll say about manifestors with projectors, because your aura is penetrating and it's like, it's going for the sacral first. That's like where the projector aura is like gunning for. The relationship with sacral or sexual energy can be very conditioned, um, meaning that if you rely on a generator for sacral energy consistently and they go away it can be a very unhealthy feeling or if that generator had an like an unhealthy relationship with their sacral you might take on that unhealthy relationship uh with the sacral because you are open and literally taking energy from that place so you're very very affected by sexual partners if they are sacral beings reflectors they have a bit more of a resistant aura um so they they're not as like gunning for the sacral as a projector but they are affected by the sacral relationship let's say they were raised by a generator that generator's sacral relationship with like the sacral part of their body they might have picked up on certain elements of that and decided that that was just the truth of how a sacral is all the time and so just checking in with actual with, with like with themselves and like their sexual energy like where am i at right now um how do i feel right now about sexuality there it's going to be very chameleon like and it's going to change every day and um trying to be consistent in sexuality as a reflector is just not a thing it's very chameleon like um you could have a next door neighbor and if you're not protecting protecting your energy very well um if that next door neighbor has certain way of moving their sacral energy or they have certain gates um, that move in a particular way you could be being conditioned by them by like being within a six foot vicinity of them for too long. So conditioning. But when it comes to generators and manifesting generators, making sure that you are aware of your sacral and creating a relationship with the sacral part of your body is really important. And knowing what being receptive feels like. Yeah. And just connecting deeply with that part of yourself and knowing that it's your power source and that you have tons of life force energy Um, and if you're feeling really like burnt out and depleted as a generator your sexuality might also suffer because generators who are burnt out and depleted continuously are probably doing things that their sacral is saying no to and they're not listening and that is like disrespecting your sexual organs basically and mistreating of the where you're power is coming from. That's beautiful. I also want to have sex with a reflector. That would be really nice. (laughs) But I feel like it might not be nice. I feel like depending on what they're reflecting, right? I feel I could be totally wrong, but I feel like reflectors must have some like 
a lot of chaos in their life because if they're like reflecting at certain people that could like cause a lot of fires right they have to be very careful about not careful but pay attention to your environment as a reflector because you become a mirror for your environment and you might not even know what you're mirroring to people so like let's say you're living in a space where there is a lot of chaos you might not even feel chaotic inside but you are reflecting out to other people very chaotic energy and that could affect the way you live your life and the way people treat you even so just paying a lot of attention and like non-energy beings with each other you still have like sacral sexual energy it's just a different energy exchange that's happening when you're having sex with a non-sacral um it's it's not that life force energy that's being passed back and forth between the two beings what is it other energy types it could be energy that's moving from i mean just because you're in their aura you are uh creating a connection with them but sex itself is a vessel to move energy from one place to another um so you could be moving energy from their heart space you could be moving energy from their spleen but sex causes a very deep intertwined auric uh connection that kind of like supercharges people's electromagnetivity it seems like so much of this has to do with our sacral energy yeah uh the three tantric um channels in human design are all connected to the sacral and in human design when they're talking about tantra they're they're talking about moving energy from lower to higher and the reason why the sacral does that is because it's taking life force the ability to be alive and move and function is taking life force and giving it some form of direction and not like physical direction but like sense of separate identity kind of like when two people come together they make a a separate thing it's kind of like that energetically yeah that totally makes sense do you think manifestors are freaks (laughs) your face (laughs) Uh, i don't know if i'd say freaks but they need freedom um manifestors and even some manifesting generators they need to have playfulness um and be open when it comes to that and it doesn't mean that they have to be non-monogamous people are just like manifestors are all non-monogamous no that's not true they just need adventure freedom yes they need freedom and they need to try stuff and and play what does freedom in the sexual realm look like in a relationship let them try things and if you're not comfortable with it then maybe you shouldn't be with the man or um or have them have another partner who's okay with certain things but letting them be playful and trying it out because sometimes a manifester because of the nature of their aura they might just like show you something that you didn't know you liked and all of a sudden you're in love with this concept which i've had a couple manifestors friends (laughs) experience with (laughs) yeah bringing newness in the sheets when i said freaks i mean freaks in the sheets it sounded a little mean for a second and now i will be mean are generators um boring in the bed i would i wouldn't look at their individual like gates and um channels but i'd say the way that they have sex is probably a bit more consistent and more reliable like you probably would know what's coming but also they could have like the three to sixty channel and that 
just switches up everything and anybody's chart if they have that channel like you never really know what they're going to do because they're always sitting next to a portal or they might have a certain tantric channel or you know but consistency is going to be a way more of a thing with generators yeah i loved having sex with a generator <laughs> but, and every time it was just coming back in kind of the same position <laughs> but the generator was like i love you i'm here and I love you. And I'm just like here to love your body. And that's what sex is. The yeah. end. And I was like, oh, I totally fucking need that. So I personally love having sex with generators. And I didn't think it was boring. Cool. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm like, I'm a generator. And I'd say I'm pretty fun to uh, have sex with. But I am also someone who's just like, it's a very like body thing for me. And it's very like, I don't want to say animalistic, but like it's my, my sacral is active and it's in charge. You're a manifesting generator though, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a little different. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a little different. Because you still want your like freedom and wildness too. Yes, yes. But I we're still a lot like generators when it comes to like sexual things. We still want, we want to play probably maybe a little more than a generator might possibly, but we just our our sacrals are doing very similar things yeah that's so interesting i want to know if there'll be like a dating app that has to do with human design (laughs) i'm sure of it with the way that it's coming up uh and how popular it is and how it's spreading so quickly when it like came out in 1970 something i'm sure that's gonna happen yeah it's wild so I want to talk about, like, since we talked so much about the sacral, some, like, ways to heal it is, like, mm. do you have any thoughts about healing for it or what you can yep. do? Well, I'll talk about my experience just because that's I've, – I've had an experience with my sacral. I, I came from, like, old sexual shame that I didn't really know about. I was, like, I was Christian – I was also West Indian. My parents are immigrants. And so there's like all this like locked up sacral energy. Um, But I was a sexual kid (laughs) and I was very ashamed of it and like hid that. And I felt like it was deserving of punishment. Um, And then I got my period and my periods used to like kill me. I'd throw up, I'd pass out. Um, I also have like a weird, I had a weird relationship with having a womb because I'm non-binary I guess that's the closest word to describe my gender but having a womb sometimes I'm like I'm very confused that I'm like in this body and I'm like there's this thing here why is that here and like it that was my first experience with having a period I was like what the fuck like (laughs) this I was very shook and didn't really believe my power for a long time doubted my capability worked for people that I didn't want to work for, but always moved up because I am a powerhouse. I can like, if you tell me to do something, I'm going to get it done in like five seconds and I'll do it 10 times. Um, And so that is the nature of my sacral energy. And I was lending it to people and corporations, even though my body didn't want to. And then 2018 had some weird things going on with my sacral. I went to the doctor and they're like, you have, what are they called? these things on my ovaries and they were like complicated ones were they yes 
Yes. And that they're just like, yeah, he probably had some painful periods. And I was like, yup, um, definitely. And then they, uh, they wanted me to like have surgery immediately. And that didn't feel right. I don't, I don't like saying this stuff because I don't want people to like not go to the doctor because I'm still like figuring it out, but it feels very energetic for me. When I found out, I freaked out that I was like going to die because they also told me that like it could be cancerous because my CEA levels were high and all this other stuff. And I'm like, I have cancer and like, all this stuff happened, um, 2018. And then like, finally I really sat with it and like went into my fear. And I'm like, this is your old sexual shame energy. Like this is literally, it's stuck in a cyst on your ovaries and it's trying to get out and you are so powerful and you need to like lean into that power to like flush that power out of your body. You need to get it out because all of the, your ancestors or whoever, they weren't living in their true power, all the women in your family. And so all of their power is also flowing through you. So you have a lot of power to get out of your body this lifetime. And then I was like, what? Like, I am lazy. I don't want to do this. Like I did not, I didn't ask for this, but apparently I did. Then I decided to lean into that. I did this yoni steam, had a period after that, and thought I was dying with the amount of bleeding that I was doing. I was like, are steam supposed to do this? Like, what is going on? And at some point, like, I had a really bad pain. I got super nauseous, and I was just bleeding for a really long time, lots of stuff. Then I felt like I was giving birth <laughs> during my period. Um, and that happened for like the la- the few periods after that, it felt like a birth experience. Like I felt like my body was like, this is what birth feels like, I'm pretty sure. And then um, I started giving human design readings <laughs> earlier this year. And um, my body was like, yeah, it's time to get, like you, st- you need to start doing more of what you love. Like get this energy out of your body. You keep not believing that what you love is worth anything and you need to get it out. So I started giving it out and then people were like, wow, we love that you love this. Keep loving that. Keep pushing the power out of your body with that passion. And my periods have been easier and shorter. Um, I haven't gone back to the doctor because I don't really trust them right now. But yeah, Uh, and that has come from me seeing my human design chart and being like, oh shit, like, I have a lot of power energy in my sacral. Like there's the channels that I have are trying to like push energy out of my sacral at top speed. And I've been denying it. And I'm like, Ooh, I was closing all of that in my body. And that's not good. So yeah. Wow. Um, and like, even now when I give readings, my like, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's really weird and embarrassing to talk about, but like, even when I give readings, like my sacral gets very warm and like it's sweaty and like, there's a lot of heat that comes from there when I'm giving readings. It's hilarious because I'm like, I can't like stand up because like you'll just see sweat on my garage <laughs> after readings. Um, but it's just my my energy is like finally like, oh, we've been trying to get out of here. Thank you. But yeah. I love that. And I love hearing just more about you and like what makes you you. But the assists on the ovaries can be connected also to mucus. So it was just like interesting you brought that up because that's what we started talking about was like mucus. So when you like alkalize the body, it helps release some of the mucus. And I also had cysts on my ovaries. And it's like, it, it for me, like uh, ovaries, this area it has a lot to do with our creation, right? It's our sexual organ. So it's our creation energy. So if we're creative and not fully being as creative as our power wants us to be, 
which I hold back a lot too. Like even now stepping out more, I feel like I'm still like holding a lot of my power in constantly. And then like, yeah, it will just fuck up my period completely. But it has to do, I think, with like energy around not feeling safe, either not wanting Mm -hmm. to be the divine feminine or feeling safe with it or just not connected to it. Because I can totally relate with that feeling too of like, I saw my mom and it really grossed me out like who she was, which is mm. like hurts my body to even say right now. But like growing up, it like grossed me out to see who she was, how she behaved with her body, how she treated her own body, like how she, what she thought a woman was. I was like, no, I don't. I'm not. I can't be that. <laughs> Fuck that shit. And it like fucked with my whole womb space. But the healer, the recoding of that is connecting to the creators we are, which is so fucking cool. I am so thankful for the creator you are. Thank you. Thanks. I'm trying to – I'm getting more into it. I'm finally moving towards it. Um, It's weird because my hermit nature is like, oh, can you stop? Um, But uh, (laughs) – I got to do it. It's literally for my health. So, yeah. Totally. How can people support you and where can they find you? Um, my website, um, it's P-E-A-T-H-E-F-E-A-R-Y.com, P-E-A-T-H-E-F-E-A-R-Y.com. Um, and then also Instagram is where I seem to like not stop expressing from. Uh, so that's at um, P-E-A-T-H-E-F-E-A-R-Y. I love it. So are you a fairy? I think so. <laughs> tell tell yeah. us what that means. It's, I think it started with the whole, like, me not living in, like, a physical realm all the way, but, like, still living in the physical realm when I was younger and very, being very confused about the fact that I'm, like, in this body is weird. It, like, confuses me every day that I look down and I'm, like, what is this? But I like this human. Very cute. But <laughs> I, uh, my identity is confusing to me. Sometimes like when people say that I am something like they're like, you're a woman or even that I'm like black is confusing. Cause I'm like, huh? And I'm like, I'm not any color. I'm purple. And I'm like, oh no, I'm black. Like you're not purple. Like, <laughs> um, and so sometimes like the fairy identity, um, is there uh and i have to like remember that i'm in a physical thing yeah um so beyond how um people can find you like specifically how can they support you your work your art your energy (laughs) i have a patreon um i post wallpapers from my art on there um and then i have like this option for ten dollars a month where you can be added on my close friends list on instagram and that's where i might just like rant things um because sometimes i don't really feel comfortable just like talking a lot in public who knows if i'll get better with that but that's one thing and then you could also buy my art i sell limited edition prints on my website and then you could also buy a reading if you want or get a gift for a friend and then i'm starting to do like webinars or something i don't know i i like i have this like thing where i'm like there's a thing i should talk about here you go and so i'm having those as well thank you so much for talking with me so much you can find me at lacyfree.com 
We can book a reading there or on Instagram at Lacey is free. Thank you, B. Thank you. Mucus makes friends in the uterus. A ballroom brawl in the intestines. Sugar and mucus are trauma bonding in the flesh. Alkalize me. Craving more sweetness. Craving to be held. Alkalize me. Snow blows outside and I beg for purity to touch the skin. Wash me. Detox me. Bacteria is having a mosh pit in the blood. Body chained to dense reality while the soul is vibrating galactically. We are neon balls of light and I am really red and gold and sometimes purple and blue. Life in between sickness and in health. Let's leave reality on the shelf and dive deeper into the new non-void. Feet are tingling, telling us to run into the arms of our mother, the mother our soul has become, a childless mother who nurtures thyself. listening to horror pod if you want to book a reading with me you can go to my website laceyfree.com or follow me on instagram at lacy is free for more of my poetry and i'll start doing more lives on there about energy and herbs if you have questions about herbs or about sex or your own superpowers or you want to do a healing session with me laceyfree.com is a great place for that if you want to share some of your poetry and talk to like-minded individuals about sex magic about magical beings about trauma or just share your art poems we have a facebook page horpod has a facebook page just search horpod on facebook and join the group and be friends with people share some of your shit and i'm also on twitter i guess kind of i don't know twitter scares me guys but you can follow horpod at horpod on twitter i love you and i'm sending you all sacred fucking rage 
in love.